Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Benz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Welcome back to the show. In today's episode, I sit down with my friend Shelby Fitz, who is an amazing photographer, and we talk about her entrepreneurial journey and how she became a full-time photographer and all of her tips and pointers for anyone who wants to do the same. I met Shelby at Pace to be Brave, and we hung out all weekend with our girl gang, and now we are part of a mastermind all together with all the girls from Pace to be Brave. But Shelby is such a sweetheart, and she is an amazing and talented photographer, so if you have a chance, check her out on Instagram. She has amazing work, especially if you're in Arizona, you're going to want to get together with her. But without further ado, let's get into the interview. All right, girl, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Um, so for those who may have not um, known your story, can you tell us a little bit about your journey with photography and entrepreneurship and how did it get started? How did it come about? So I got my first camera when I was 16 years old and I started taking photography classes in high school and I just immediately became obsessed. I brought it with me everywhere. I took pictures of all of my friends. Every time I traveled with my parents, I brought it everywhere we went and I just like from the get-go just immediately became obsessed with it. And my home life was kind of hard. So that was like my comfort and my confidence builder was taking pictures. And then I established a really strong connection with my photography teacher. So it was kind of just like this really big rock for me at a really Mm -hmm. difficult time. And I kind of stopped after high school. I had my son, I started going to college. Um, So I put it down for a few years and I started teaching preschool full time. And I eventually tried to start a photography business on the side. And a challenge because I had zero experience with running my own business but I decided to go for it. I had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> but I knew that I liked taking pictures and this was something that I wanted to do. So I eventually took a few workshops and I joined an online photography community. And at one point I just decided that this could no longer be a side hustle and that I needed to put my heart into figuring out how to make this like the real deal. Mm-hmm. And in January of this year, I decided to leave teaching completely and pursue photography full-time. So I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary of being full-time, which is super exciting. And yeah, that's where I am now. That's exciting. I didn't realize that like it happened in 2019 for you because when we met, I, you, you seem like such a pro. I figured you were like doing it for years <laughs> already full-time. I was doing it on the side while I was teaching for several years. So I'm, I'm about four years into my business, but mm-hmm. yeah, been since January, since I decided to leave teaching and do this full time. So it's definitely been an exciting ride. Yeah, that sounds like it. Um, so I have a question for you because I feel like maybe, I don't know if this is a misconception, but I feel like a lot of people think getting into photography is full time is hard and unrealistic. Like for example, um, when I was visiting my family, in 
uh, October in California. And my, I was talking to my brother's, brother's little friends. They just graduated. And I was like, oh, what do you want to do? And one of the kids is like such a talented photographer. And he has an uncle who's a photographer. And I was like, well, like, have you thought about going into photography? And he was just like, no, like my uncle doesn't recommend it. He said that it's so hard to make like a full-time income from it. And I feel like a lot of people have that kind of thought process. Have you come across that? I definitely had some people in my life that were doubting whether or not this was the right career choice to make. Um, My dad being one of those people, he was the one that pushed me to go to college and get my teaching degree, which I am super thankful for. I definitely got a lot out of it, even though I'm not using it anymore. But he was the person that was like, Shelby, what are you doing? Photography is not going to get you the income that you need to be a successful woman. Like, this is just a hobby of yours. It's a passion. It doesn't need to be a job. And it's really funny because by the time I quit teaching, my dad was actually my biggest cheerleader to leaving teaching and pursuing photography full time because he's like, wow, "Wow, you're actually really awesome at this and you're doing amazing at it. And at that point in time, I was making more doing photography on the side than I was at my full time teaching job. Wow. So I will say it definitely is difficult trying to figure out what the right decisions are in the business world to make this like a profitable career. I think that a lot of people go into it thinking that they can charge a really low amount and fire out quantity over quality. And that's just not like a long-term profitable business structure because you're eventually going to burn out. If you're not charging people an amount that's going to make you profitable, you're not earning the income that you want to earn. So there are a lot of misconceptions about it. A lot of people think that it's super easy to get into and, you know, you buy a camera and you start taking pictures and, you know, you charge people 50 bucks or hundred bucks and there you go. That's extra income. But there are so many expenses that go into it on the back end that people don't think about and don't consider and there's taxes, there's insurance, there's all of the back stuff of keeping your gear taken care of and all of that stuff. So a lot of people don't understand that you have to charge an amount for your clients mm-hmm. to make it profitable for yourself. And you also have to have the quality to back up what you're charging, which requires a lot of years of experience and education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think was your biggest struggle when you first started and how did you overcome it? My biggest struggle was definitely self-doubt. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that. Yeah. Uh, Every time that I would look at my work, I would think, who the heck do you think you are and why would anybody give you money for this? (laughs) And I just felt really far behind the other professionals in my industry And I was able to overcome it because I joined an online photography community for women and there were a ton of other girls my age and they were killing the game in photography and a lot of them didn't have a background in photography. A lot of them were like me where they came from teaching or they came from marketing or nursing or, you know, they started photography straight out of high school. And that was a huge inspiration to me because it was the first time that I saw people in this world that were like me that were successful at it. And, you know, I felt like my work was on par with theirs. So that self-doubt kind of started to fall away. And a lot of them just really built me up. And I actually, in that 
online group met a girl who was local to me who um, became my mentor and is the person who got me into doing weddings. So that was a really huge turning point for me. And I learned so much from them that I eventually gained the confidence to do it on my own. So the self-doubt was definitely real, but I think that having a community made a huge difference in that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you, so I had a few questions pop up as you were talking. <laughs> um, so once you started charging more, was it hard to find people that were open to those prices? Because I think, you know, there are photographers who charge less, but then in my experience, you can, you can see why it's less. But after you seeing like that your work was on par, I'm sure that would probably build up your confidence, but was it hard to find people that, you know, were okay with paying a premium price for photography? I was really nervous about it at first. I went through a major price increase in 2018, and that was when I really, like, started to develop my confidence, and I was like, okay, I'm a professional. Mm -hmm. I need to start charging like a professional would. And I was really anxious at first and just thought to myself, like, okay, there's no way that anybody in their right mind is going to pay me this dollar amount. But I had a business mentor, you know, help me do my cost of doing business and figure out where my pricing needed to be to be profitable. And I just went for it. And I was really surprised that people were paying what I was charging. And when people see the value in something and they want to invest in that quality, you know, we have an obligation to give that to them. Yeah. Do you think, so going backtracking a little bit to what you're saying before, do you think weddings was a huge like turning point in helping you be full-time? Yes, definitely. So weddings are definitely one of the biggest profit drivers in the photography community, at least for me. Um, I started doing them in early of 2018. So I'm going into my second year of doing weddings by myself. Um, the year before that I was doing them under my mentor and yeah, they're definitely, they're, they're a bigger project. They require a lot more work. So obviously they're going to cost a little bit more. So those kind of help balance out my income and Mm -hmm. make it so that I can do this all the time. And in between those, I do family sessions, engagements, seniors, headshots, all that kind of good stuff. Um, that mm-hmm. kind of helps fill in the blanks a little bit. And I could even thinking from like a consumer perspective, like, you know, for family shoots, I'm like, maybe I can, you know, talk about price. But I feel like when I was planning my wedding, photography was the one thing that I, I knew who I wanted. She was really good. She was, um, she was like a premium price. But I was like, you know, these pictures are going to be here forever. I want them to be good. I want to look good. I would want to remember them for, you know, forever in a good way. And I loved her style, her editing style, the way she took pictures. And I was willing to pay that premium price. So I can totally see why weddings, like why you can't charge a premium price. And I think a lot of people would probably be more than happy to do that if you have go to quality work, which you do. Definitely. Weddings are such a big production and you get one day, you get one chance to do it right. And to have the skills and the experience to do that right and do it well, I definitely think has a higher value to it. 
Mm -hmm. So I think that people, when they look at wedding photographers, they do value that quality a little bit more because they understand like, okay, we get one shot at this and like, we want to show these pictures to our kids and to our grandkids and we want them to be beautiful and perfect. So people definitely value that a little bit more. Um, I've had a lot of my family session and my couple's clients and stuff that started out with me when I was booking at lower prices that were booking me multiple times a year that Mm. have moved to booking me once a year. And they understand that that once a year booking for their photography session is an investment. They save up for it every year. It's something of higher value. They look forward to it. Whereas it's not something that they're doing three or four times a year for a hundred but a hundred dollars. And it's, you know, it's something that they put a little bit more value and experience into. So they're willing to spend a little bit more and only do it once a year. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, So if there are new photographers who are listening to this, who are looking into getting this to do this full time, what are some things that you could recommend to them? My first piece of advice is find yourself a mentor because that was a huge game changer for me. I tried to do the workshop thing. And if I'm being completely honest, I think that the workshop thing is a little overdone. Um, there are so many people out there doing it that you really have no idea if you can trust your investment into these teachers. Um, Mm. these people have zero education background. They are just throwing on these giant workshops that cost a huge amount of money. And I hear from a lot of photographers that they're really just not worth it. And that's not speaking for all of them, but I, I have a lot of friends in the photography community that have attended workshops and have come out of it really disappointed and felt felt like it wasn't worth it for their investment. So I think that seeking out a mentor that has walked the path that you want to be on and can individualize the support for you and wants to see you succeed is like the main thing. That's, that's where it is at. And there's just so much that goes into being a photographer that people don't realize that if you're pairing up with a mentor that suits you well and is on the path that you want to be on, they can, they can show you all the ropes. And that was definitely a huge game changer for me. And Mm. yeah, that's definitely the biggest piece of advice. What about photographers, new photographers, which I'm sure you've heard. So I know, you know, a couple of photographers who are looking to do this full time, but they say they're like, I don't want to do weddings. Do you like, what would you say to that? Cause I'm seeing like, cause I'm like thinking, I was like, dang, wedding seems like like if you want to go full time, that would be like the perfect route to go because, you know, people pay a premium price. But how can people be, f- I guess, like, what would you recommend if someone who wants to be full time, but they don't want to be wedding, they don't want to do weddings? So I have a ton of friends in this industry, even local to me, that will not touch weddings with a 10 foot pole. And I <laughs> don't blame them. I, look like, I love my brides and my grooms. I, I love doing weddings, but they are stressful as heck. And a lot of people don't want to deal with that. And also weddings come with a lot of factors that are out of your control. And a lot of being a photographer is being in control of what you're shooting and weddings, you totally lose that. Mm. It can happen. You have zero control. You just got to roll with it. And a lot of people don't, don't need that and don't want that in, in their, in their work life. So I have several friends who I completely admire in this industry that are killing it with just portrait sessions. Okay. And I think the biggest part of their success in that is that 
they are amazing business owners. They're not just, they're not just talented artists. They're not just photographers. They don't just mm. take it. They understand the backside of the business. They do the marketing, they do the networking. And the next piece of that being that they're charging a profitable amount. So they're booking a certain amount of sessions every month. Those sessions are put at a certain price point and they know what they're going to make every month. Mm -hmm. If they aren't hitting that, then they're busting their butt doing it the next, the next month, you know? So Mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of friends that don't do weddings and do very well in this. Um, There's also branding photography. Branding photography is a really awesome way to make a steady income in photography because there are so many bloggers and influencer Mm -hmm. and brands out there that need social media content. And that's something that they need regularly. It's consistent. So getting some kind of flow with a client like that can bring you consistent income. Those are some really good points. So going back to when you first started and kind of now, how did you get, start getting your first clients? How are you getting clients now? How, what would you recommend for these new photographers that are starting to go about that? So the way that I got started is I started photographing my friends and their families. And in the beginning, I did that all for free because portfolio building is the thing. Um, you have to have some kind of product to show new clients. So for several months, I photographed my family and my friends. I did it all for free. I built up my portfolio and eventually word of mouth started getting me more clients. So those friends that I was shooting for free or for really big discounts, um, they would post on their social medias and then their friends would reach out. And that's basically how it has grown into what it is now. Um, as I moved forward in the business, I started to learn how to use Instagram and Facebook for marketing. So, um, Instagram hashtags are one of the things that brings me the most clients right now, other than wow. mouth and referrals right now, word of mouth and referrals gives me about 80% of my business, but that other percentage is mostly from Instagram. Which wow. Is awesome. I have a love hate relationship with Instagram. I, think that it is a really powerful tool for businesses, but I also think that as a company, they are working really hard against us to make it difficult for business owners to reach new people. And I just feel like that. So, okay. So Instagram hashtags, you said, so tell me a little bit more about this. So I don't use a lot of hashtags. Um, a lot of photographers are deep in the hashtag game and they're they're putting the maximum amount of hashtags on every single post and they're trying to get on feature pages and stuff like that and increase their follower count and I've done a lot of research on that and it's just it's not for me. I don't have a desire to have 10,000 followers if those followers are not being converted into clients. Mm-hmm. So I use a few local hashtags um Arizona photographer, Arizona wedding photographer, Phoenix wedding photographer, that kind of stuff. Um, When brides and other clients are looking that stuff up on Instagram, they find my page, they get directed to my website, they like my stuff, they can put in an inquiry and boom, I've got a new client. So I try to really focus on that local stuff just Mm -hmm. because um, I found the most success with that and I usually keep it to about four to five hashtags per post. Um, and I don't do that on every post. I, I try to keep, I try to keep a balance in my social media between, um, me and my brand and what's going on with me with 
sell, sell, sell. So mm-hmm. try to, I try to have a little bit of a balance. So I'm not hashtagging every post um, just when I feel like I need a little extra boost, but it definitely has helped. Wow. That's so, that's such great advice using the local hashtags. So now switching gears a little bit. So on the consumer side, why is it so important to hire an experienced photographer for any of your shoots, whether that be family, wedding, engagement, baby, et cetera? (laughs) Girl, I'm about to hop on my soapbox. Are you ready for this? (laughs) I am ready for it. (laughs) I am so passionate about this right now. And I just, I have some words. So first Experience usually means legal and legitimate. Mm-hmm. So I just have to say that. Um, right and I just want to say this question came about from our last Zoom call with all the pace to be brave girls. <laughs> I was like, she yeah. seems really heated on this topic. I got to ask her. People passionate about running legal photography businesses. There's so many people out there that are not doing it the right way. And it stresses me out so much. I'm like, yo, are you trying to get sued? <laughs> But anyways, so sketchy cheap photographers often don't have business insurance to protect their customers and their consumers should something happen. And I know a lot of people think like, oh, it's just a photo shoot. What could happen? But you're giving your money to someone and you want to know that it's protected. So for example, this is just something that I've seen being a part of the wedding industry I see a lot of photographers that don't have proper backup systems for their images. And this is just one thing that being an experienced photographer that charges a premium price, um, you can afford to have multiple systems of backup to make sure that your client's images are protected. So I see it in wedding groups all the time, brides hopping in, my photographer lost my photos, I'm out $3,000 and I have no photos of my wedding day. What do I do? Nobody wants to be in that situation. That is a crappy place to be. Yeah. Gosh, and I can't even imagine. I can't imagine the rage I would feel if, I, like, if that happened to me. And so many people experience it. And it's so disappointing because these people are trusting you with one of the most important days of their lives. And you're kind of throwing, throwing that trust out the window when you aren't running your business in a way that best protects your clients. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, I see it in photographer groups on Facebook too. Photographer jumps in a group in a full panic. Oh my gosh, I just lost four wedding galleries. I have to refund $15,000. I don't have the money right now. What do I do? And I'm like, guys, this is a simple solution. We don't need to be doing this. If you are, if you are running a legit business and you're investing in proper backups and taking care of your gear and getting it serviced every year so that you know it's not going to fail in the middle of a wedding or in the middle of a family session and that sort of thing. Um, The other thing that I see a lot is people complaining about their photographer ghosting them. So they pay for the session. Really? And that's kind of something that you will run into if you're not hiring somebody who has a good reputation and is an experienced legal photographer. And like, how disappointing you go through the whole stress of getting your family ready for photos. Like we all know how crazy that is. Like our kids don't want to cooperate. What the heck Mm -hmm. do I wear? How do I put my hand? Like it's, it's stressful. So how disappointing to go through that whole process just to have your photographer bail on you. And you know, whether or not you paid a hundred dollars or $400, that's your time and your money invested into this experience and you're not getting anything out of it. Mm -hmm. So 
investing in someone who you know that you can trust with those moments and being able to deliver the entire experience to you is really important. Yeah. Dang. I'm like, gosh, I can't imagine going even on from the photographer side, like, oh, like, gosh, that just sounds so, so stressful on all accounts. <laughs> but that makes so much sense because you never know what could happen. And yeah, that makes so much sense, especially for like those big, big events or even family. Like you don't want to have someone lose their photos and you have to go retake them again or I don't know. Um, so much that goes into it and people don't realize. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, you take a few pictures and that's it. But then people don't even like think about the afterwards. Like you're sitting there editing the photos, making sure they look good. Like that takes, I'm sure, so much time. Like I can only imagine because I edit my Instagram photos and that's just like one photo every so often. You have to like sit through and edit all of these galleries. <laughs> yeah. I really prioritize my client's experience. Um, there are so many people out there that can take good photos, but what I like to prioritize for my clients is that they have a positive, positive experience from the first email that they send to me till they're printing their photos after their session is done. So client education is so huge for me and walking them through every single step of planning their session so that they have the best experience possible that isn't so stressful. Mm -hmm. that they're getting the best product possible out of it because I'm telling them how to dress. I'm telling them how to prepare. Mm. I'm posing them in comfortable ways so that they're having a good time. And that's just, that's the huge thing for me. That's so awesome. So many people can deliver good photos, but you know, what photographer out there is really going to put your experience first? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gosh, have you seen, do you follow Jenna Kutcher? Do we talk about this? Oh, yes. Jenna Kutcher's <laughs> photographer. Oh, my gosh. She, I, she, I don't know if she's ever saved that in a highlight, but for those of you who have not seen it, Jenna Kutcher a few months ago posted her like photo shoot with her baby, and her photographer was like leaping in the air, like doing all these dances for her baby to, like just to get her baby to smile. It was so funny and so cute. Yo, that is my <laughs> life. I, I know. I'm like, if I hire you, are you going to do that for me? Are you going to leap around and twirl? And like... I am often seen making a fool of myself to get laughter out of children. I love it. I love it. So what is next for you in 2020? That is a good question. <laughs> I actually have a few new things coming up that I'm really excited about. So starting in 2020, I am offering a mentorship program to beginning photographers. And I'm super excited about that. I am offering it both online and in person um, for people that are just starting out and wanting to figure out how to use their camera or take better pictures of their kids or are interested in taking the next step in creating a business. So I, um, I'm super excited about that. I yeah. in January, I've got my first few mentees lined up and I am just really stoked to be able to combine my love for teaching with yeah. the photography passion that I have. Yeah. That makes so much sense to do that together. I have just like, I've been searching for something to fulfill that like teacher need in me and I volunteer at my son's school a couple days a week but I just I really am feeling called to teach and to help others and this was kind of the best blend of that Mm -hmm. so it's definitely going to be awesome I can't wait 
Yeah, I'm so excited for you. Is this how how long is this mentorship for? So with my online options, I have a few different methods. Um, I have a strategy call that's just 90 minutes where you get to talk my brain off and, you know, ask me whatever you want to ask me about running a business or figuring out your camera or anything like that. And then I have a few options where we have a phone call once a week. And then my in-person options, I have a two-hour coaching session, and then I have a full-day coaching session that includes um, getting to shoot with me. Oh, that's so cool. That's so awesome. Gosh, I'm so excited for you. And for our last question, where can people find you online to connect with you? So I hang out on the internet the most on Instagram. Um, That's definitely my little corner of the internet. So um, people can find me on Instagram at Shelby Fitz Photography. Um, if you're interested in possibly booking a mentor session or just want to check me out and hang out, um, my website is shellyfitzphotography.com. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Cool. And as always, I'll link Shelby's links in the podcast show notes. So if anyone wants to see, they can just do so with a simple click, but thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I loved getting to know kind of your story a little bit more and getting all your tips for kind of newer photographers who want to go into this full time. I think it was full of so much like good information. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Maria. This was so fun. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.